Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, Donna, Jimmy, JC. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. It's been an emotional, emotional couple of days here. Um, Jimmy's headphones have been driving us crazy, driving us crazy, you know, and we're trying to make sense of the change how everything seems different on the pod. Never seen Jimmy so angry before dealing with the, these headphones. He's got his mic now, his nice new mic, his shiny new mic, and it works great. But now the headphones don't work. So, so it'll be more of a somber edition today of the podcast as we try and make sense of, uh, I guess, the last 24 hours, really, thereabouts. Hey, hey guys, how's it going? That's great. a great opening. A somber opening. Do do we have to be in golf broadcaster voice for the it's whole very show? Very somber. Yeah. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Reverence? <laughs> Are you showing some reverence to the technology issues that we're having? I am. I mean, uh, we. I had faith that those initial PlayStation headphones would just always be there. Mm. You know, always be part of our, our lives. Well, I'm but, I'm a little uh, pissed now, off now because I I had brand new gear. I was buzzing. Now I'm back to my PlayStation headphones. You know what? This is a piss take, lads. It's Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day, Jimmy, you know, and we have to look forward now and I think acknowledge the past and how, you know, the old mic didn't work, but the headphones did work. Now the new mic works, the old fit. Let's just move forward now and, and see how it changes this podcast. I think that's the best way to move forward, really. In other news, there's no football this weekend. The Queen died on Thursday. What? Did you hear? The Queen? Yeah. Craig doesn't yeah, have a cell phone. years of age. <laughs> She's supposed to live forever. Yeah, no kidding. Craig has a cell phone. It's a We've never phone. known anything different. You know, In I fairness, was at- is 96 not the equivalent of forever? Pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a good run. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, she I was, was at the uh, Elton John concert last night, and he's also been a part of my life from, from day one. As well, and the way he's moving around the stage, I'm not sure he's got much longer either. Yeah, it's great last you. ever tour, right? So he says. Yeah, I saw those posted, and I thought, should I go? Yeah. And then I th- thought about who would be there, and I didn't go. My the, brother, my speaking brother, speaking of my the who, the who said that 1982. Ozzy, Ozzy said it in I think uh, the early 90s, the No More Tours tour. Yeah, mm. but he he was fantastic, by the way, for a guy in his mid 70s. Jesus Christ, I mean, he's not moving like he used to. Hasn't quite got the range he once did, but he was amazing. He, he really was. And you're right, though, B, the people that were there, um, I'm sure there were some fun sections. My section was not fun. People refusing to stand up, sitting on their hands, 
looking miserable. Like, why go to a freaking concert if you don't want to stand up? Well, they're all like Elton John. You, you they need to sit down. He was sitting down because he's playing the freaking piano, though. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, Craig and I were lucky enough to drive by his house last night or yesterday on the way home. Why did you know his house? house? Well, this Craig is- has a little story, but we there's a he, him, and David Furnish. David Furnish is from Oshawa, correct? His husband, and uh, they built a giant house on Bloomington Side Road. Up, yeah. I don't even know what what would the area Stouffville. be. Stouffville. Stouffville. yeah. It's a beautiful house. Do you want to give the number on the house away for any celebrity? Track? Sure. If you're, you mean, on, you mean like JC did for yeah. Wonga's house in the last show, Forty Six Ossington. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so it's a big house, is it, Gregor? Yeah. Oh, big house. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely humongous. The fence is uh, probably worth more than most homes. So Elton, though, he acknowledged, obviously, in uh, the, the Queen's death. I, I wonder deep down, though, he'd like his Watford to be playing this weekend because he probably needs to gate receipts. Let's be honest here. Um, listen, all joking aside, though, I mean, it takes something to to close down football for an entire weekend. And as it stands right now, there's speculation they could close down for next weekend as well because the funeral will be around late next week and it could be more of a policing issue at games. So... We could potentially be seeing two weeks shut down, and then is the international break. So the happiest man alive today should be Graham Potter, shouldn't it? He's got time on the training field now with his new team. I guess they're playing Ajax, aren't they? I think Chelsea's playing uh, not 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 Ajax. Chelsea's playing uh, in the Champs League on on Tuesday, I believe. So he's got that to look forward to. But even those games might be shut down as well, by all reports. Um, what do you think about that, Craig? Do, do you think? The way to memorialize a queen is to shut down sport, or if she's such a huge fan of sport, which I've been told throughout the last 24 hours on Twitter, mm-hmm. wouldn't the best way to memorialize it be to have full stadiums and to celebrate her that way? I think so, in my uh, in my opinion. But um, it is what it is. But yeah, I w- when you saw the West Ham game, uh, if anybody saw any clips of that uh, before the game and the fans singing "God Save the Queen," it was a really, really, really special moment, and that would have been like that all the way across the country. So we kind of missed out on that a little bit. So, but it's understandable, I guess. But I think it would have been great if it, uh, it actually continued and everybody celebrated her life as opposed to mourning her life. And that's how it is with the royals, right? You're supposed to mourn the death, whereas everyone else nowadays we're told to celebrate the life. You know, I, you know, I don't even know where to go with this, really. But uh, <laughs> it does seem the, a bit short-sighted, though, right? I think that's what you were going to get towards in terms of the scheduling. Like, under, understanding the urgency of, oh, it feels like, you know, in the past, we would have everything would have come to a stop. But in the past, the English game was an English game. This is a global game. And if you know that you're going to have the funeral next weekend or approaching next weekend to complicate things, then you should have celebrated this weekend by the, with the games being on and called the next weekend's games off. And if you have any foresight to look down the road and realize the international break is coming and that complicates things even further, I think it was just, you know, do, the, do things the way they've always been done, even though it hasn't had to be done for 70 years. I mean, there's only, what, I think 11 English players left in the Premier League, right? I think there's 11. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure Darwin Nunez will be too broken up, unable to play <laughs> this weekend. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the government came out and said, basically, listen, you can play the games. You know, there's no uh, mandate from the palace or, you know, nothing in place to say that you cannot play the games. It's up to the individual leagues. So I think the Great North Run, for example, is scheduled for for this this Sunday. That's going ahead. I, I'm not sure about the cricket. I think the cricket too is is being pushed back. The England's playing South Africa, um, but I mean, listen, for whatever the reasons, the sporting world's been thrown into chaos in what's already a condensed season with the mm-hmm. World Cup. If they had to shut down for two more weeks, well, man, that makes things interesting. Sharms, how do our friends over at Fubo TV handle all this? Yeah, good right? point. Like they're reruns, like reruns, and I'm just sitting there going. I was thinking of, uh, and I know she was the head of state, but I'm I'm in agreement with both 
be and Craig, I think you go ahead, honor her. I mean, it's kind of like lying in state, what they did with Maurice Richard, where people can come and and I'm not saying you do a stadium tour of the Queen. Yeah, put her, at state, put her at Wembley. But something like that. Yeah. And you just go, hey, here's your shot. Come to come to London. Um, and you know, maybe we're not being reverent enough and we're being too irreverent, uh, because we're Canadian Commonwealth, and a lot of us don't have that ingrained approach to the queen because i'm sure there are people and i'm sure i'm sure you you have lived there you come from a family that probably there are a few i know you're you're not full monarchist or anything but did you have anyone who are full monarchist in your family my grandma was my, my dad's side big time huge my family and what would their response so be yeah what 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 would their response be oh no That's my, my grandma my grandma thought that the queen was the shit like chosen she by God kind shit, of stuff. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> there was no one better than the Queen, you know. Get those those union okay, jacks so, flying high. Well then the question is, if you were your grandma, how would you want to see her life celebrated? Well, when my That's grandma died, wondering. they should have shut down fucking football. <laughs> she was a great woman too. She That's was right. now listen, you know, it's funny. It, I was asked to be in a couple of shows yesterday on account that I'm English. <laughs> I became the token Englishman yesterday, but I but I turned down the uh, the request simply because I can't be a hypocrite, right? I, I've made it pretty clear in this show in the past. I'm not a huge fan of the monarchy. I think it's an antiquated system. I don't think the Queen was was a bad person. I think she's probably a really great person stuck in a really impossible job at a really young age. And I think all things considered, she probably did a good job. But what she represented, I'm not a big fan of, mm-hmm. right? You play, the, the, the football, the leagues are damned if they do and damned if they don't, right? If, if they played this weekend, they'd be criticized by millions. They're going to be criticized by millions now. So it's one of those things. It is just sport in the end, right? Shut down for a week. The world's not going to end. They'll, they'll cram these games in, I suppose. That's kind of where I'm at. But uh, personally, I would have played the games and there's your chance. Because like Craig said, West Ham did a great job. Um, yeah. The United game was an incredible moment's silence there. I said to you guys on the dark web, you know, my God, if if Celtic was playing yesterday oh. in the Champions League and not Tuesday, it would have been a very different situation indeed, right? Mm-hmm. Rangers have actually postponed their game. Oh. Have they really? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think maybe that's why they not felt Celtic. they had to postpone this weekend because there would be a lot of incidents? If you've seen uh, Irish Twitter, um, there were some matches yesterday and there, there were some crowd incidents related to uh, a moment of silence for the Queen. So do you think that's why they felt, damn, look, we're going to have to lose two weeks here. Like we can't risk it this first week because look at Twitter. <laughs> the fallout would be worse. Yeah, but you're not, you wouldn't get that with a Premier League. A, the Premier League. No. Did you see how they handled racism, Jimmy, in the stands? Not for, not for the Queen, though. It would have been different. There would have been appreciation across the country for that. Ireland's a different story, different yeah. animal. But with England, no, I think there would have been some some very good, uh, uh, you know, some good fans celebrating and, and appreciating the Queen and everything that she's done. Where's James McLean these days? Where's he playing? Because <laughs> he always made a point during the uh, Remembrance Day. Yeah, he wouldn't wear the poppy. Yeah. yeah. But he's an Irish guy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, I don't know if it's even political. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, right? The royal family's polarizing. I guess they represent, for some, what Great Britain's all about, what makes them great. You know, not for me. For me, what makes Great Britain and England great is music and sport, architecture, the oceans. You know, that's that's what sex, it is. Sex, sex, not, not the royal rock. family. The sex, food. drugs, and rock and roll, mate. You know sex, it, drugs, and you rock and roll, it. <laughs> and the food's great. The food's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> jellied eels. Great. I'll tell you about a jellied eel. Yeah, you, you haven't tasted. <laughs> it's gotten better. English food. <laughs> yeah, since they brought Indian food to England. Hey, what do you miss the most about that, Craig? Going ask Jimmy and Craig because I mean you lived there for years. Craig lived in England longer than I lived in England. What do you miss the most about England? I know it's been twenty odd years since you, you moved. There. It's changed, you know. But is there something that you're still kind of like, ah, kind of really like that? Indian food. It was Indian food, was it? <laughs> oh man, yo, Ruby Murray. Yeah, yeah. Late night Vindaloo. I, yeah. I used to. Oh no, when touchside. We we had this discussion the other day because, like, in Canada, 
you can order a vindaloo any spite like any temperature and it's like well in england a vindaloo is it's hot or it's not a vindaloo it comes in one temperature and it's (laughs) boiling on your face off right so it's it's just a beef curry it's not a vindaloo unless it's absolutely ripping your guts out and you're sweating yeah so you could always tell when someone's eating a vindaloo when you're in england because they'd be sweating their asses off (laughs) <laughs> and Jimmy, and you see it right every night. You go for a late night curry in England, and you see these these hammered Englishmen there, just the sweat just <laughs> pouring off them. You know, they have got the big old pit stains. They're they're struggling. They're red faced. <laughs> you know, this yeah. this this dude's gonna fall over any second now and die. But they do it. Nope, gotta do it. Get that vindaloo in. Yeah, midnight. Have had eleven pints. Gotta gotta suck it up somehow. Yeah, next oh, morning dying. <laughs> Again, that's England to me as well. Yeah. That's going to happen Englishman. On this weekend, there's no football, so everybody's going to go to the pub and just get rat-assed. Oh, no, yeah. no, they're going to be reverent at home and just you know, taking that moment to acknowledge. I don't want to be a toilet anywhere, but specifically <laughs> on a Saturday morning. After that, you just explained to describe that, Charms. I would not want to be a toilet. Do you think if you were a toilet, England would be the worst place to be a toilet? Pretty much. Uh, no, on, a sun- on a Sunday morning? Yeah. <laughs> With the Vindaloo? You'd be up there. It would be, wouldn't it? I mean, I would put, probably UK would be high, would rank very high on the, on the, the countries you wouldn't want to be a toilet in, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss, Jimmy? Anything aside from curries? Dare I ask? Uh, I'm going to say, well, one of my favorites was I, I love the battered sausage and chips, a mm. little bit yeah. of vinegar and some salt and, oh, yeah. That'll lube up the old insides too, won't it? Yeah. It was a treat. Couldn't I eat have it to add, I have to say though, you guys had some, you guys were, you know, pretty prolific out there on the pitch. What was the transfer to your social life with women and attention and all that. Do you miss that, Jimmy? Because you had it in Canada and you had it in in London and England. Was there a difference? Did you feel a difference when you were walking around getting attention in England versus getting attention in Canada? Yeah, in England it was different because the pop- popularity of the sport and how big it is in, the, in that country. So... You know, even walking down the high street, people would be always saying hello or telling you how good you played the night before or how shit you were. But in, in Canada, it was it was different in Toronto, completely different. You know, you get a few fans be, hi, how are you? That was it. It wasn't you, you can hide in Toronto, you can't hide in, in, in England. Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, people people are watching you and they know you. Yeah, Wonger, in England, he was a professional athlete. In Canada, he's just a well-dressed caker that walks and talks like an Italian. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I remember years ago, watch a, a downtown Toronto and the, the Leafs squad were out having a end-of-season party and whatnot, and they missed the playoffs again. And uh, I was amazed that they could actually go out as a group in Toronto without physically being abused because yeah. that would what would happen if we missed the playoffs or had a bad season there's no freaking chance that squad of players is going out and nips that are around west ham east london not a chance you're leaving yeah. the country yeah do you know the funny thing is to stacks you know the leafs and the habs is a is a big game for hockey right it's a derby sort of thing if the Leafs lost to the Habs at home, they, they could go out to the bars and restaurants and nobody would say anything. If you lost a derby match in England, you're not going out for a week. Yeah. You, you could not go out. Yeah. And all the restaurants are actually suffering because of it. Yeah. Because people will not go out. Yeah. And if the, if the fans saw you out after a match that you just lost a derby, oh, <laughs> good luck. But yeah. I wonder, B, B, do you – do you prefer the more sanitized sporting approach as we have over here? Or, or do you think that element of edginess, vitriol, you know, bordering on hate is actually kind of what football is and Oof. should be? I wouldn't say it's what it should be. No, I wouldn't want to be a person like how Jimmy just described, like realizing, oh, we got better Uber Eats tonight. Sorry. I'll <laughs> m- worry about the kids going to school the next day because 
there's a bunch of the rival fans uh parents turn up early just to see me I, I would hate that that would be that would be awful I uh I I'm I'm much ha- there are some things that we could do better here I don't like you know the quiet arenas and um everyone takes the piss out of a, a quiet Leafs game but they were doing that in the 80s as well it, it was a slightly different crowd but it was also you know quiet in comparison too um I, I don't I don't like when it teeters on violence and edginess and you're just kind of anticipating something to pop off and cross the line at, at any moment yeah i agree with you and the thing is too for for me you know going back to it like i i'm not one for the limelight mm-hmm. you know some some players love it and they love to you know promote themselves and be in the middle of all that shit and i never really enjoyed it you know i'd rather do my own thing kind of hide out of the way um, whereas here it was so much better. You enjoyed playing football and then I enjoyed my social life as well. I could just get away from everything, but in the UK you couldn't, it was, it was too much sometimes. And I'll tell you a story too, right? Just to show you the difference, right? With Canadian fans and, and the English fans. I had a friend that came over one year, English guy, and I take him to a hockey game. Never been right. Habs, Montreal, uh, Habs in Toronto. And I told him, I was like, Oh, it's a big, big game, right? Habs in Toronto. So we sit down, he's got his pint. And a Habs fan sits down beside him. So my friend looks at him and says, hey, hey, you, you can't sit here. He's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, mate, fuck off to your own section. Like, this is fucking Toronto section. And he looks at me. He's like, Jimmy, tell this guy to move, man. He's going to get his fucking head punched in. And was like, no, no. Said it. Everybody sits together here. He's like, what? They don't have their own section? I went, no. They all sit together. And he just couldn't, he couldn't wrap his head around it. And then when the Habs scored, the guy beside him stood up. He was going mental, like he wanted to fight him. <laughs> I had to grab him and say, like, sit down. <laughs> Sounds like a nice young man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very civilized, isn't it? Yeah. Just couldn't come to terms with it. Didn't it was Birchie, wasn't it? It was Mark Birchie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Birchie, no. The, the story would have been Birchie uh, did actually fight him and ended up in, uh, in a cell. <laughs> yeah. He's, been a few, he's been in at least one cell. We know that. Yeah, yeah. If those that haven't heard that episode of Footy Prime, we have Mark Bircham on. When was that, man? It must be six months ago now, close to in, uh, April, I think. Was it April? Yeah, or, or okay. before when, when I was doing Olympics, maybe earlier. Uh, yeah, because you went on that one, were you? Correct. Um, and yeah, yeah, he regaled the story of being arrested in the states, and it's just incredible. It's it's, it's some story, it really is, and told in the Birchy kind of way. It's it's brilliant. Craig is someone that was known to West Ham as, as Brand way, Forrest. Sorry, guys. Do you know where Birchie is now? He's at Como in Italy. In Saudi is Arabia he? as an assistant coach, yes. Yeah. And Dennis Wise is the uh, sporting director. Oh. Dennis Wise is the sporting director at yeah. Como? Now, oh, I didn't that would be a good Christmas party. Oh, they yeah. need to do that show again on the zone. No. Jesus, really? Yeah. A couple yeah. years ago, they did a show. There was an American businessman that had taken over, and they were they just been promoted from Sedd, and so they did this show following this. It was called the American Como 1907, and now that they're in Sedd, people are actually paying attention. They're on their map, but those people that were involved in that show, at least in that American, they're all gone now. But wow, Dennis Wise is a sporting director. Yeah. See, so last I heard with, with Birchie, he was wasn't he in the Caribbean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's running he... some. He gets around. Well, that's that's how he ended up getting arrested, remember? Because he was on the island. Then uh, COVID came, so he had to go to the mainland. He ended up going to Miami, stayed with his buddy, and then that was it. All hell broke yep. loose. And, and it wasn't his fault at all, was it? Never, Bertie's. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Never be Bertie's fault. So, Como, I mean, it's the one, Craig, if you were going to run a football club right now, tomorrow you offered a job, what, what country would you like to? Run, run a football club and ideally what would be most interesting for you we, we discussed you know what country would you not want to be a toilet in but if you want to be a football director <laughs> what country would be would it interest you the most switzerland switzerland why so you could yodel well that'd be the uh the northern part <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> like the mountain part why, yeah, I, like, why switzerland? I like the southern part of switzerland down and by bellinzona why is on that the great? Italian border. It's beautiful. Has some good times there? Had good times, and uh, I think you would uh, probably uh, survive your job in Switzerland. I think the people of Switzerland would give you an extra year as opposed <laughs> to in England. Fucking fire this guy's ass. 
yeah. you don't hear yeah you don't hear much about Swiss football hooligans. I'm sure they're there somewhere. Oh, you yeah. don't, do you? No, they're yeah. a civilized lot as well. I also imagine that the infrastructure is quite established and well run that you can slide in there and you know function with the mild competence because everything around you is considerably more competent. Whereas if you'd watch this American and knowing Birchie, you must be on the phone laughing, uh, calling him up, asking him how he's dealing with it because it just you know it's just not a very efficient in certain parts of that lower level, especially. Well, I didn't teach when he went to, uh, what was it? Uh, he went to uh, Sampdoria, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Right there. Uh, and wasn't that where the owner would walk around with a pistol? Lecce. Was it Lecce, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Sam's a real club. Sam's in general. Yeah, Sam's I know. That's why when I said that, I thought, I can't be Sampdoria, but it was Lecce. Hey, listen, Lecce fans out there, your club is a real club. Um, however, you can contact Brenda Dunlop through Twitter. And well, then, now uh, that Samuel Umtiti is there, they are a real club. But prior to, Como, by the way, uh, uh, four points from two points from four games. They're eighteenth in the table. Um, titties at Leche. Yeah, didn't. Oh, Richie may be back in Miami sooner than you know. <laughs> Jimmy, what country would you like to, you know, test your wares in football wise? I would like to uh, be somewhere warm, good food. I'd probably go south of France. Yeah. Like a, Mon- like a Monaco or something. Beautiful. Monaco would be all right, wouldn't it? A little small stadium, but some passionate yeah. fans there. A bit of money. At least they had money before. I'm not money. sure whether. Not, not crazy pressure. And you're walking around Monaco. People aren't saying, oh, my God, it's the director of football of Monaco because there's, you know, there's, there's movie stars and musicians and, and race car drivers. Really important there. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could just hide. Yeah. My God, yeah. there's Mika Hakkinen, B. Look, Mika Hakkinen's having a coffee over there. Yeah, they're all there dodging taxes. I, th- I love that the, your your go to are usually like older Finnish people. I know. Yeah, I it's, do like it's, it's Mika Hakkinen or it's Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. <laughs> Although Kimi Raikkonen would not speak to you and would not be friendly. He's a bit miserable, isn't he? Mika would. Yeah. 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 Maybe we yeah, get a Finnish and, uh, prime minister on. She's uh she's awesome. She is. Yeah. Actually, Kimi Raikkonen and you, Charms, you're you're like kindred spirits, the two of you. How come? Just the miserable bros. Be a like great conversation, can, wouldn't it? Yeah. You, you can too. enjoy yourself. You enjoy a drink. You know, you, you might laugh occasionally, but the most part. I think you've painted me very unfairly here. You know, Have I? Or has it, been, has it been the uh, three years of freedom that you've had on the microphone on, on Footy Prime? Maybe that's what it is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The, the true me, the true essence of me. Well, how, much a, how much of this is a, is a, is a bit for, for Charms now? Because I see him when we were at that Billie Jean King uh, unmatched equity uh conference who's very friendly to everybody you know in person he's very friendly he must be friendly at the at the pie shop when he's i don't think i'm unfriendly on the podcast i just there's certain things piss me off and i'll tell you what they are that's yeah. all but they just seem to be a lot of them <laughs> yeah, <because he's- laughs> it's like you make the rundown so you could be pissed off at everything. <laughs> Wonger, you can, t- you can take the man out of England, but you can't take the English out of the man. Right. I think it's very unfair. Just I, that. I, very- <laughs> I, I, I do not do that. I do not do that. Um, Diego Costa to Wolves. What the fuck are they thinking? For Christ's sakes. Diego Costa is a freaking sham. My God. I'm embarrassed for them, for God's sake. No, I'm joking. That's not why I put them in there. Um, before we get to Diego Costa, because <laughs> we'll get to him at some point. Where's Craig gone, by the way? Just left. Just to put the coffee on to make up for the 38 minutes it took us to start the show. Right, right. It's going to be a shorter show today. Sounds great, by the way. Yes, I'm very happy. I, I did enjoy the first 27 minutes of the last show in which you, you celebrated having a new microphone that I wasn't here to, to witness and participate. Uh, Jimmy, you sounded great. Thank you. Thanks for being I know it takes some time to realize your positioning, but it yeah. sounded great. I'm getting, uh, getting some positive feedback with that, so it's nice to, uh, nice to hear. Well, you're getting some feedback. But I'm bumped. Just for the record, I was never mad at you. By the way, I was exclusively mad at Wonger for not giving yeah, you the microphone. I, I could feel it. I could feel it through the virtual uh, the, the platform. Um, but you do say 27 minutes, so let's do some uh, negative reassessment here. What happened after 27 minutes, or is that all you listened to? Oh, I just uh, life is busy. I just I oh, okay, good. 27 right. minutes. Yeah. Fair enough. Because well, we you missed. Pre- our, we had a really good review too. Best mm. show ever, it said, or something. I like actually that. prefer the bad reviews, though, don't you? I know we haven't had any about. in a while, though. 
So can I say something? Someone has to. Please review out us there. negatively if you want. Yeah. Give us that a better one. review. Uh, true hate. That golden guy, golden bollocks, remember? He said we were stick to, st- stay away from the comedy. Just stick yeah, to yeah. The, the hosts who, who think they're funny, but they're not. I think yeah. that was what it was. That was it? fantastic. Mm. Actually, I think you guys are funny sometimes. It's, we have a moments, right? Yeah. Well, can I just say that that guy he he knows what he's talking about. All fourteen of his followers think he know like he's he they really appreciate his honesty. They do. They follow him. Like bring on the hate. We should find his Twitter handle actually, the real one, and, and let everyone follow him, and then just hammer him continuously. Just smash him like we'll, we'll divvy it up. You know, give you shifts throughout the day. Just just bombard his Twitter feed with with hate and vitriol. That's twice he used the word vitriol today. Nice success. Spell it. Um, Spell it, Dickio. V i t r i o l. Oh, very well done. And I, we have to shout out to Danny and Sacramento, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Run. Yeah. They they held them off to what the seventy third or fourth sixth or seventy fourth. Yeah. 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 Some good soccer. Craig tweeted out actually a picture of them arriving today at the airport, and there were uh, quite a number of fans there. And we saw Deitch, the players went into the fan, the the, the bedlam, and, and you saw Deitch just the class that he is. This is for the players, and he made a quick exit to the right. That's because he was going back home to the pool. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> Pretty special cup run, though, right? I mean, for any non MLS team to knock off a few MLS sides to get to a final like that. And then, yeah, it kind of felt like Portugal hungry, right? They held on for a while and then the score line reflects probably what you would have expected, but the game, not necessarily a three nil. The galaxy, Kansas city and, uh, San Jose Jose was San Jose. Jose. That's right. No, fantastic run. Um, Canada, by the way, you're playing Japan. We'll play Japan uh, near the World Cup. That's a great pickup, actually. Japan's obviously a very good team. Coming up, though, in a, in very shortly, in a couple of weeks' time, Qatar and Uruguay. So we'll see the boys back in action. Finally, it seems like forever, doesn't it? Mm. See, uh, Stacchio got his debut in the Champions League this Ooh. past week for Porto. He's he's looking good. He's looking good. He nearly and- scored. He made a great keeper, made a great save. He did. Mm. He, he what's what's incredible. I watched actually uh, that Gilles Vicente game. He was playing. He started on on Sunday, and uh, you know they're they're a decent team. Uh, they'll finish lower in the table, um, but you could tell like like Porto had to dig in and work for it, and he wasn't like the engine. And so I was really excited just to see him in the starting lineup in the Champions League. And from uh, from all accounts, from people who watched all ninety minutes of it, he he was a star, and and the team is is running things through him. Um, which is which is pretty amazing to see. Yeah, Jimmy, do you think Estacchio will will end up being the most important player for Canada? We know, obviously, uh, who's who of Canadian football right now, but the role he plays, what he'll be expected to do at the World Cup, is he the guy that has to be on his game more than perhaps anyone? Yes. yes. Thanks, Jimmy. Anything else you want to add to that? <laughs> or? <laughs> Look, for me, I've, I've said it to you guys before. You know, when we're watching the national team, the, the kid's a baller. He can play. I like, the, I like the way he plays. He's very intelligent. And it's good to see him doing that Porto. And look, with, you know, when, in that Portuguese league, if you're at Porto or Sporting, if you perform there, you're going, you're going to a big club after. Yeah. You're going to a big club. And I hope he does. And I can see it happening for him because it just seems to be oozing confidence right now. Really does, and that's what we need with the national team. We want players that are in form, performing week in and week out, whatever league they're in, and then obviously playing Champions League. And you want them, uh, you want them flying by the time we get to that World Cup because I think he's a terrific player. He I went think the big question mark with the national team isn't so much some of the quality in the midfield or even the attacking zones. It's with the you know the defensive side of things. You know when you look at the quality of Croatia. Uh, Morocco, Belgium, and you look at our back line and, you know, it's not an elite back line outside of, you know, Alfonso Davies, um, if that's where he was going to play. Um, I look at that and I just, that that would be my big worry. You know, how, yeah. do, you, how do you protect your yeah. final third against that quality? Yeah. It's amazing, though, when you look at the, the national team and, Canadian footballers, 
we're the, we're producing these great attack-minded players now. Wingers and strikers, or midfielders yeah. are great. And way back when, we were so good at defending. It was ridiculous. <laughs> producing fullbacks, center backs, <laughs> all the midfielders. Yeah. You know? Just got to find uh, find those next defenders that are coming through. Mind you saying that, you know, uh, Alistair, um, Miller, these guys are playing very, very well too, though, at the moment. Yeah. You know, you watch them the other night, even when they were playing for Montreal, I thought they were terrific. Yeah. Really Center were. back is the p- position that kind of worries me. And it's not that like Vittoria has not done a great job because he has, but he's he's older. He's getting older. And when you put him club. center back against, you know, Man City, you know, playing against Man City, <sighs> you know. Yeah. yeah. He, he moved right, but he moved to uh, um, another club. Yeah, he's on he's on uh, Shavs. He's on a s- smaller team in Portugal, which I, I find like it's got to be harder, right? When you're a, a, a player international like him and you're battling um, for points in the league uh, as opposed to someone, let's say, you know, like Montreal or, or top of the league, and they're all those guys are in form. Kamal Miller is, is one of the best defenders in MLS right now. Uh, Alistair Johnson is it's it's flying like that's good when you're when you're grinding week in week out on a team that's trying to avoid relegation and you're an older guy like Victoria. I feel like that's got to be a hard situation to be in. He could still be in form, but it's just gonna yeah. feel more wear and tear on him, right? But Canada's going to be grinding as well. You yeah. had to grind in, in that group phase. I wonder, does that actually prepare a player better, Craig? Do you think a guy that's you know up against the wall domestically, you know, having to fight for every inch every single week, um, is that better preparation for a team going into a World Cup in Canada who are going to be on the back foot against Croatia and Belgium and then who, who knows about Morocco? Yeah, does it make a difference if that's the case. Exactly, better situation, but yeah. You know. He's just not playing against the quality that he's going to play against in the group stage at league level right now. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great if we had a center back that's playing in tier one, one of the top five leagues in Europe, but we don't. But they managed it very well during qualifying. So, you know, they, Erdman can set it up in a way that they can defend still pretty well, but it is a question mark. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. The quality is much greater than any of those three teams than we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, very quickly, before we get to footy picks, and then we'll put a bow on this. So I mentioned Costa to Wolves. It's, it's confirmed, right? It was confirmed? Am I just imagining that? It happened, I think. I think uh, I woke up to Fabrizio Romano with the picture. Usually okay, that's so the confirmation. I think he passes medical. Okay. So, you know, there's a reason he's a free agent, because he's a madman. Partly. <laughs> What was the craziest teammate you ever had, Jimmy? Like, and, and was there a signing that came in that you were a little bit nervous about when it happened? Was there anyone? Uh, no. Jimmy liked the crazy guys. He was attracted by them. What was Jimmy the crazy guy? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should be asking his teammates at Norwich and Southampton and stuff, you know, and, and Forest. You know, when when you signed Jimmy Brennan, what yeah. were your thoughts? <laughs> there was there was one guy who was a lunatic. He was a nice guy, but he just had this switch and you knew it, when it was going off he he would murder somebody the guy uh yusuf safri he was a captain in morocco he was my teammate at norwich and he was he was crazy what a guy off, and, off I, and i had not like he field. was he, you know one of those nice guys but you just you could see in their eyes if, <laughs> if you pissed them off that that switch was gone stabbed you in a second I remember one time we were rooming together and I got in my room and like you guys know, I stripped down, jump on the bed. <laughs> he's looking at me, right? And obviously, you know, he's, he's Muslim. And, and he went, uh, and I turned the TV on and I said, I was like, Yusuf, so you want to, you want a tea or something? No. Okay. So I make myself a tea, lying on the bed, watching TV. And he goes, Jimmy, turn the TV off. I said, what do you mean? Turn? No, I'm not turning the TV off. He goes, I have to pray. And he puts out his mat and he started praying. So I had to, I had to sit there quietly drinking my tea as he <laughs> on mute while he prayed. And then he got up and he went, thank you. I went, okay, no problem. Do you want your tea now? He's like, yeah, I'll have a tea. So I made him a tea. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask him, do you want a tea bag? No. Are you kidding me? If I asked him that, I would have been sleeping with one eye open and watching him. 
<laughs> this guy's gonna murder me. Well, Jimmy, lovely what guy the- though, he, 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 and what a footballer, by the way. Unbelievable football. Remember the name? Yeah, yeah. I can't picture him, but I remember the I, name. I remember him. I, he was he was fit too. He had he was one of those guys with like a chiseled jaw. He had no neck fat, right? Oh yeah, he was a beast. He looked like a boxer almost. Yeah, yeah. Lovely guy, really good guy. Jimmy, what's with all the naked nakedness? I mean, just lying in the bed there naked. I like to be free. I like to be free. Free, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what it is? I like to be free. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Craig was Jimmy the most naked of all your teammates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone you, were, you naked? Anyone you feared when, when they came in? I mean, Decanio had a reputation to him, right? Oh, Decanio was yeah, uh, crazy for being naked. Oh, Decanio liked being naked too. Yeah, yeah. John Moncur, crazy, crazy, brilliant, funny though. <laughs> was he a guy he, that you wouldn't mess with, Moncur, or was he just like a, a, a clown? Uh, uh, yeah, no, you can mess with him. I mean, he was, he was a short guy. He wasn't going to beat you up or anything, but. But they're all short guys. Bonafide insanity, like just crazy, like in a good way though. Is he in football still? Is he involved? Is he? No, no, he's a, he's actually a born again because. uh, Oh, is he? Yeah. I think he's trying to cover himself for all the bad shit he did in his life. Just to make sure, just in case, just in case. Yeah, he's a just in case guy, definitely, just in case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he loved being naked too, but he didn't have the best body in the world. But he still liked being naked. Mm-hmm. Can imagine, I can imagine. Unfortunately, um, all right. Um, let's get to. There's no games this weekend and on Fubo TV, like I mentioned there, as far as Premier League's concerned. But this football to talk about a little bit. So let's very very quickly because we're running out of time here. B, uh, B. Um, Wonga, do you have the it lined up? The, the well, song, JC, or? do you have it lined up? Yeah, it's footy picks. Oh, okay. it's footy picks. On footy picks. I'll insert nice. the other that's, one. That's, that's great. That's great. Or we'll leave it. Maybe we'll just leave yeah. that out and just do yeah. that version. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Um, all right. Anyone have anything of interest you want to talk about? You know, picks B, you must have. You're a bit of a gambling degenerate. What is your, okay, I'll ask you guys. What does Toronto FC have any chance of making the playoffs? If they run the table, is that enough points for them? They need a lot of help, right? They would need some help and win every single game. Teams in front of them um, have games in hand. Uh, One of them has at least two, I think. Yeah, so right now, uh, looking at the Eastern Conference, TFC languishing in 10th place and 34 points. Between them and 7th place, Cincinnati on 39 points, so a five-point gap. Um, Since you played 29 games, ASAP New England, into Miami 28, TFC 30. So, so mm. yeah, it, it's not it's, it's not impossible. They but, get 12, uh, 12 more points. That leaves them at, what, 46? Sorry. Yeah, 46, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that's enough, but it would give them a chance, but they would have to win all four games. This is a big weekend, though, right? They go down to Atlanta, a place that they've won before when they weren't expected to. They're plus 295 to win on Saturday night. Yeah, I saw that. The North Star bet says it at 295, but I was reading our friends over at Wake. No, I know, but I was going to give it some context. Uh, Our friends at Waking the Red said yesterday – Lorenzo Insigne did not uh, did not train. Mm. Osario Bernadeschi and Dean Bernadeschi, sorry, Bruschetta and Deandra Kerr were also absent from training. And Crescido went to go support Insigne. So if those guys aren't playing, there's a family issue apparently with it. No, I get it. I get more than that. But like, does that change anything? Well, if they're, if they're not Insigne, playing, yes. Then, then, <laughs> well, yeah, if they're not playing, then and you want plus three hundred, just give me the money because I don't think that's it's what I'm saying. Through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would wait to punch my ticket on that, as if that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'd wait, wait to see the the starting eleven, maybe get that late bet. And Montreal's taking on Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Montreal, obviously, big favorites in that one. Chicago and or Columbus. Has- uh, Chicago. Montreal's taking on Columbus. Sorry, sorry. Montreal's playing, home to Columbus. Montreal, yeah. Chicago on Tuesday. They're playing Chicago on Tuesday. I'm skipping ahead here a little bit. Who's uh, Vancouver's uh, up against Colorado? Let's live in the present. They're Trump. screwed. Yeah, okay, sure. Vancouver's Vancouver. screwed. 
plus 350 if you think the Whitecaps can figure it out. But if you've watched the Whitecaps, Eesh. I don't know why you'd think that. Cavallini's got a long suspension. Yeah, Vancouver's in a similar spot. Actually, a worse spot than, than TFC. 34 points in 10th, and uh, in 7th now is Portland. They've played a game more, have Portland, but 42 points, so it's 8 points, so they're, they're done as well. Montreal flying the flag. Yeah, Looks they like- are. They're going to they're going to finish in second. That's kind of if there's any kind of result this weekend, I would take a maybe a draw in that game because just because of the games are running out for Montreal and they're not really going to move anywhere. I don't think I think they're going to stay in second. So and Columbus and once, is fighting. They're fighting for a position, aren't they? Exactly. They're in the playoffs right now. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. point up on Cincy. They're in yeah. sixth right now. We had this and conversation. Games in hand. This is an old conversation, Charms. You've brought it up with Sid many times, so we didn't do it on the show. But you know, when Porto's in the Champions League, Sporting's in the knockout rounds of the Champions League, I am a Benfica fan, but I want Portuguese teams to go as far as possible. I'm not cheering for Porto to, to lift the trophy at the end, but I want to see them go as far, come up against Benfica and lose. In MLS, do you think it's the same for Canadian fans? If you're a TFC fan and Montreal have this great team right now, they go on a run, you know, are you, are you watching with a, with a cheerful eye? I'll admit, you know I, what? That's I a great question. It's a great question. I, I think if, if we're really getting want to be a football culture, a legitimate football culture, then no is the answer. Yeah, the answer you would don't be no. Want, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you Montreal is your biggest rival, I think. Yeah. Right? They're your biggest rival. Yeah. Sorry, Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> that one doesn't count. No. Uh, That's the it, interesting thing. You know, what Rangers were in the, the UEFA uh, Champions League or Europa, Europa League, League final last year, right? So... Glasgow, half of Glasgow is absolutely hoping they get torn apart and would celebrate it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like Manchester. Yeah. Holy Christ. Well, let's ask, let's ask Jim, Jimmy. I mean, you play for TFC, right? You know the rivalry. You know what it's like. I mean, do you have any love lost for uh, for Montreal? Would you like to see them do well in the playoffs? No. If you put your, you don't, right? No, it's that's part of being a. The rivalry and supporting, you know, the the local club. And I'm a TFC guy. You know, I love the club. I want TFC to do well. Montreal was our big rivalry. Mm-hmm. We had some great games up there. I took loads of abuse from their fans. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Montreal fans, when when TFC won the championship, believe me when I tell you that the Montreal fans were losing it because they don't want to see Toronto lift anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a correct answer, I think. Yeah. Now, B, you, you're kind of you're you've been a diehard you've been a diehard fan for TFC f- from day one. At the same time, you're in this media spectrum as well. Yes. Which I think right. has sanitized your fandom a little bit as well because you can't quite be as quite be as um, what's it with uh, uh, venomous venomous. No. I was going to say vitriolic, but uh, I would use twice already. Times, already. Three, I can't yeah. do that. Can't do that. I think that's a fair description. Sanitize my TFC fandom for sure. It's also the timing, right? If I was younger. If, if, if I was 10 years younger when TFC started, then that fandom would be more ingrained. And I think anyone in this industry, especially, right, who loves the game, this, this feeling, this protectionism about the game and this responsibility that we all kind of feel to, like, see the game grow, I think that's what why I feel a Canadian team doing well in MLS is great for the sport in Canada. A, a Portuguese team doing yeah, well... I think we're in a different situation than most places, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if, if Montreal is doing well, it's good for the sport in Canada. Yeah, for sure it is. You look, might don't, not don't, like them, but we are. Yeah. It's different. It's, yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. You know, you, you want those clubs to do well. Vancouver, Montreal, uh, Toronto. And you just said, you know, you if, if, no, no, no. You, you want the clubs to, <laughs> to, be, to do well and have big crowds. Yeah. And it's good for the game. He's just not right? going to celebrate do, when they do it. No, I'm not celebrating when, when Montreal wins. Fair. You know, and then if, if I turn around and ask, Another ex-captain, Montreal, Patrice Bernier. Hey, do you want to see Toronto FC lift the trophy? First, he'd be like, no. <laughs> right? Don't want to see it, but kind of need to see it. No, right? you want you know, that, to that, that begrudging yeah, acceptance. Well, that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, right? And that's why, again, again, you, you're you ingrained in, in the sport in this country, not just within MLS. It's the sport. That's, you've got currency in that. The average yeah. TFC fan or Montreal fan who doesn't really give a shit about the grand scheme of things? They care about wearing red or wearing blue. Yeah. You know, they they don't want to see, it. and they shouldn't want to see Montreal do well. I don't think, but we're all blinkered, blinded. Yeah. But, hey, but, but if they did win, 
If they did win, I would say to Patrice, hey, congrats. Well done. Yeah. Right. Right. You're so because nice. there's a respect. But what's that? You're so and, nice. And then I'd hang up the phone and be like, fucking hell, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. Well, let's put a bow on this now, shall we? Uh, we got through almost an hour of content in the end. Did um, we do any picks? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, you mentioned some numbers. <laughs> All right. Give us a pick. Numbers. Give that's, us a pick. That's fair. Um, I'll go Real Salt Lake minus one sixty two to beat Wayne Rooney's DC United Saturday night. Mm. Okay, I had some great picks. I did a whole, I wrote a whole ten game preview yesterday, which is now shit. It means oh, nothing. Wasted work, unfortunately. Wasted happened. work. I worked stupid yesterday. I should have foreseen this happening. And Craig did do a, a draw with Columbus and Montreal. I think he said that. I, so I'm going to go. I'm going to jump on that too. I'm, I'm saying the right. Galaxy to beat Nashville. Mm. Okay. Na- Nashville's right. a good team right now, but yeah. But yeah, the Galaxy need that. Galaxy definitely need that. Uh, I'm just happy that Villa's not going to lose this weekend. I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Gary yeah, it's so, so stupid. Villa. Was it, was it, but Leicester Villa, wasn't it going to be this weekend? I don't even remember now. I think it's wiped it, I think away. It was. I'm living in the present. There's no games this weekend in the Prem. There's no game. Maybe uh, next weekend as well. Maybe next weekend as well. So it makes Sunday's podcast kind of pointless. Yeah, well, that halftime show is going to be really lonely. Join <laughs> 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 uh, Brendan Dunlop at halftime. This weekend, you know, obviously watch MLS. There's other leagues to watch, you know. But when you're in that window and you want to watch your Prem, just watch The Crown on Netflix and get an idea of, of exactly who the Queen was because most of us have no idea. And I'm assuming it was completely 100% true, everything that happened in that show. So uh, if you get some stocks on Netflix this weekend, you did pretty well, I think. All right, we're out of time. Thanks, boys and girls. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, keep buying newspapers and keep subscribing to FuboTV.com slash Freddie Prime and losing money like I am on NorthstarBets.ca. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.